The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week, I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Morgan Schreiber, who was married at the Four Seasons at Walt Disney World. And because this is a brand new resort, and I brought you a show a couple months ago about all the details of having a wedding there, I thought you might like to hear about a real wedding that happened there. So welcome, Morgan. Hello. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to hear how you guys decided to have your wedding at the Four Seasons at Walt Disney World. Sure. Well, we got engaged in August and we wanted to get married pretty quickly just for some family reasons and other things going on. And we knew we didn't want to get married in Cleveland in December. (laughs) So we, I love Disney. I grew up loving Disney, working at Disney, traveling to Disney. So I was really wanting Disney. And Michael, while he is an amazing sport and an amazing husband, doesn't love Disney as much as I do. And so the Four Seasons seemed like an awesome compromise. I heard Disney, he heard Four Seasons, and uh, that's how the decision was made. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. How did your friends and family react when they found out you were going to have your wedding there? I think like the whole idea of destination had to settle with some people at first, but I don't think anyone was really surprised when we picked Disney World just because everybody knows how much I love Disney. So (laughs) That's great. How many guests made the trip? We had about 160 people. Wow. And were they all coming from the Cleveland area or all around the country? A lot of our friends live out of town in New York or Chicago. And then Michael has a bunch of family in Florida and his mom's in Florida. So I don't know how many actually came from Cleveland. Probably third probably came from Cleveland. Okay, cool. So when you were deciding on the Four Seasons, how did you pick your venues? Which venues did you decide on? So we went down and visited and we knew that we wanted to do stuff outside if we could, weather providing, but we also didn't want to be set on that because we know that, you know, something can change in an hour in Florida. So our goal was to have the ceremony outside, which we did end up doing on the King's Meadow lawn. And then we did our cocktail hour. So we took everybody upstairs for cocktail hour onto a terrace outside the Grand Ballroom. We just thought it was a really beautiful setting and just like a little bit different. And we were able to stay outside without like, we didn't want to have cocktail hour on the grass just because like shoes and that kind of stuff. And then we just like based on the size of our wedding, the Palm Ballroom was a perfect fit 
for us. That's great. And I'm trying to remember, is that the one upstairs or the one downstairs? Palm Ballroom is downstairs. So yeah, we kind of went upstairs and then came back downstairs, but we just thought the upstairs was so pretty for cocktail hour instead of doing just sort of like the hallway instead of the Palm Ballroom. Right. And did you hire a wedding planner? We did. We hired Brandy Gar. Her, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's Blush by Brandy. And I was actually really against it. And Michael really felt like we needed someone just like for the weekend of so that my mom and sister weren't running around like crazy people. And he was right. <laughs> um, so she was awesome. We we ended up actually using her a bit more than just the day of and she went like way above and beyond. That's cool. How did you find her? The Four Seasons recommended her. She was on their recommended vendor list. And our catering manager, Jessica, at the Four Seasons, who was also amazing, she had worked with Brandy before. So, Oh, that's cool. And is that how you found most of your other vendors? Yes. I think all almost all of our vendors were on their suggested list. Our video person wasn't. We found that one on our own. And our band, ironically, they ended up, they are on the Four Seasons list, but that's not really how we found them. We went through tons and tons of bands to find the right one. So That's interesting. If you could talk a little bit about that, because at least at Disney weddings, you don't see a lot of live bands, probably because of the fees that Disney charges. Tell me a bit about how you decided you wanted a live band. And then when you were listening, what made the decision for you? So we knew from the start that like what we really wanted to spend our money on was actually the band. We just wanted to have a really fun party for everybody. And Michael and I both love to dance and we both love music. So that was super important to us. We started by looking at a few bands that we had seen at other weddings in Florida and we planned our wedding pretty quickly. So part of it was based on who was available it was a little bit more flexible because we did a Sunday night wedding instead of a Saturday night wedding. So a few more bands were available. I don't know. Yeah, we just like watched tons of videos online, talked to different like representatives from the bands, and it, it kept coming back to the same few. And we definitely made the right choice. So <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So can you recommend any of your vendors, uh, your band or your cake yeah. baker or anything? Our band was awesome. The Headliners, they're based out of South Florida. I joke that maybe they'll come to Ohio for a party sometime, but <laughs> they're amazing. And of course, of course, Brandy, our wedding planner. Our florist was amazing. Lee James, Jessica at the Four Seasons. Really everybody we used. We Kurt Littlecott was our photographer, and he was great, really easy to work with. And then VH Video did our video, and that was the one that we sort of found just by talking to people because the ones that the Four Seasons recommended weren't available. And my sister actually works in production, and she watched the videos they had online and said, go with them. And she was right. Our video is just like it, it makes me able to relive the day. So. That's great. Yeah. Did your day have a theme or colors or any kind of... Yeah, I mean, so we mixed in a little bit of Disney. Nothing like overboard just because, you know, it was a compromise with Michael being at Disney. And then the colors were mostly navy, pink, and green, and some white. So kind of like 
preppy, whimsical, or different words used to describe, I guess. I know those don't really seem to go together, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then I'm always interested to hear a timeline of how the day ran from start to finish. I've been in a bunch of weddings, and I was really determined <laughs> to start hair and makeup as late as possible. I didn't really have bridesmaids in a traditional sense, but I've been in my best friend's wedding, so I wanted everybody to be able to get their hair and makeup done and, you know, whatever they wanted. So the morning of our wedding, Michael and I had coffee and hung out with people in the lobby, and then I did a yoga class. He went and worked out. And about noon, I started getting ready with my friends and family. And then I was ready by 2.30, which Brandy told me to be ready at 2.30. And I was ready like at 2.20. And she said I was the first bride that had ever actually been ready on time. I guess uh, she told me earlier than I needed. And I just, I don't know, I get ready on time. When someone tells me to be somewhere, I get there. (laughs) So um, I was ready early. And Michael and I did some pictures together just for about, I don't know, 20 20 minutes or so, and then did pictures with our friends and family. We wanted it to move quickly. We just, like, didn't want people standing around and waiting because we know that can get kind of long. We So we had a Jewish wedding, a pretty traditional Jewish wedding, and we did the ketubah signing before the ceremony, and then our ceremony was... At about 5 o'clock, we timed it with sunset. So it was still light out for our ceremony, and the sun started to set towards the end of our ceremony. And then we did like an hour cocktail hour and then our reception, so dinner and dancing. I guess that started about at 7 o'clock, and it went till about 11.15. Okay, cool. All right, so now you talked a little bit about how the band was most important to you guys. Did you have any other really important aspects where you focused your time and attention? I would say band, alcoholic drinks, and food. Like I said, we just wanted it to be fun. We wanted people to enjoy themselves. It's just, I guess because we have been to a bunch of weddings, we know that sometimes there can be a line at a bar or there's not enough appetizers being passed or things like that. So we were just like super conscious of those things and making sure that there weren't lines at the bars and that there was appetizer stations as well as past hors d'oeuvres. So little things like that we really, we really cared about. That's interesting. And then, so did you have least important aspects where you just didn't worry about it or you didn't focus a lot of time? Yeah. I mean, I'm not such like a detail person. Like Michael actually cared more about things like the linens than I did because to me those things, I don't remember those things about anybody's wedding. I sort of remember if it was, if I had fun. So we definitely, I mean, he cared about the linens, but I definitely didn't care about things like that or like going overboard on like lighting or even the flowers really. I mean, had our idea that matched the, how the flowers are at the hotel and didn't really go overboard on that. Interesting. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? When I got to see Michael before our wedding to do our pictures together, I was just very ready to see him again that day. And then our ceremony. I think our ceremony was like very personal, personable. We worked with our cantor a lot just to incorporate us into the ceremony um, and our family and our friends. And so just standing up there with all the people that we love so much and love us, I think, Um, you know, that was really, really special. That's great. 
Did you bring your canter with you or did you use someone in the Orlando area? We actually, she is a canter in Cleveland, not at our synagogue, but she is from Cleveland and her daughter lives in Orlando. So it was kind of just a combination of things. But it was nice. We got to meet with her in Cleveland a few times. And then it wasn't just like over the phone kind of, you know, rent a rabbi. So Right. Yeah. So did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So our ceremony music got a little bit messed up. They never switched from the song. Our siblings walked down the aisle to they never switched for Michael to walk down the aisle. And so finally him and his mom just went because we couldn't get the musician's attention to change it. But I mean, in the scheme of things, it's really not a big deal. And that day it was the last thing on my mind. So it wasn't right, but it wasn't the end of the world either. Yeah, if that's the only thing that went wrong, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I don't think so. I mean, you know, we talked about things like the weather and like that week it got kind of cool in Florida. But I mean, people coming from up north, you know, that didn't matter. <laughs> uh, sunshine and warmer weather was great. I, I don't really think that there there was anything that seemed like a big deal before. We just, again, just wanted people to have fun. We were we wanted our guests to have a good time. All right. That's a great goal. And now, since you did plan this in kind of a short time span, is there anything you know now that you would have done differently? Not really. I mean, there's like little things like I sort of wish that I had looked around the property a bit more for where I wanted to take pictures. Like I'll see, I follow the Four Seasons on Facebook and Instagram and I'll like see a place and I'm like, oh man, I wish we had a picture in front of that. It's so pretty. And I wish that maybe I had been more thorough with my list of pictures of people together and things like that, just getting groups of people. But I don't think so. I think everybody tells you it's going to go by quickly, but I don't think you really realize until you're in it. It's going by so quickly, so just enjoying every single second of it. That's all. I mean, I did enjoy every single second, but I would want to enjoy it even more if I didn't. <laughs> Wouldn't <Cool>. we all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you have any tips or advice for future brides and grooms? Make sure you get a video. <laughs> <laughs> I love my – I got my pictures right after our wedding, and I love them, but it's such an amazing thing three-dimensional real-life event that not all of that can come through in pictures. And when I got my video, I was just able to completely relive the day. So I'm so, – and I, I didn't – I wavered on whether I was going to get a video or not, and I'm so, so glad I did. Uh. Do what makes you happy, not what, <laughs> what everybody else wants, I think. That was, like, a big thing for us. Just that you can't please everyone, you know? Like, it's just part of – wedding planning, I guess, and not to sweat the small stuff. Like people don't remember the tiny little, you know, like the things that you may want to obsess over, like people aren't going to remember. Right. Don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? You know what? The photographer actually, we just sort of have them in a Dropbox. We don't have them online. But there are some pictures on the Four Seasons Orlando, their Facebook page. And then the video is up on the Four Seasons Orlando website, I believe. Awesome. 
Well, Morgan, this is great stuff. I really appreciate your taking the time to share the story of your day. I know a lot of us are curious about Four Seasons weddings, and it sounds like they're beautiful. So I appreciate your taking the time. Of course. Thank you for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>